First, a little background on this feast. Pentecost did not begin when the tongues of fire appeared and the sound of the strong wind, driving wind filled the room where, where the disciples were gathered. Rather, Pentecost was first a feast of the Jewish people. It celebrated 50 days after Passover and had a name called the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks. It was originally an agricultural feast celebrating the wheat harvest. That's why all these people were gathered in Jerusalem on this day because it was a great holiday. And 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, it is a feast that is linked to Jesus' Passover, his death and resurrection. It is also a harvest feast. For the disciples received the Holy Spirit. They are the harvest of Jesus' labor and the fruits of all of his work. And in that first reading, we hear how the large crowds were gathered from every nation under heaven. Sounds like a harvest to me, suggesting that Pentecost, too, has not lost its roots. Today, our Easter season concludes now with Pentecost Sunday, and it commemorates the very birth of our church, the outpouring of the Spirit upon the apostles as they took up then the mission of proclaiming the gospel throughout the world. We would not be here if it were not for the outpouring of the Spirit. And it could only continue with the outpouring of the Spirit to this very day. In our first reading today, the image that is given is that of wind and fire. It could not be ignored. Nor could this wind and fire be contained. It's this image of spreading, going out. There are no boundaries for the Holy Spirit. There are no rules, so to speak, to contain the Holy Spirit. This outpouring of the Spirit is meant to bring everyone to Christ. No ifs, ands, or buts. In our second reading, Paul reminds us that the presence and action of the Spirit is received with many, many gifts. These gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for our edification, but for the edification and the unity and the creation of the church. Paul writes about some of these gifts that were common in the church. In the whole 12th chapter of Corinthians, we heard only a portion of that chapter, is all about these gifts. The gift of preaching, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the power of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues. All these are the gifts and the works of the Holy Spirit. And this same Spirit, with many more gifts, is at work in our church today. If we were to open our hearts to the Spirit, both as individuals and as a larger church, we'd be flying 
It's been said, and I've read it, and you've probably read it too, that we only use a small, small percentage of our brains, and we could achieve so much more if we put our brains to better use. I think we could say the same about the use of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that maybe we use only like 1% of the Holy Spirit that's given to us. You look at the lives of the saints. You know, they have taken the gifts of the Holy Spirit that have been given to them, and they've put them to full use, and you see what happens when just one person, like a saint, takes those gifts of the Holy Spirit and lives by them. We have to be careful, I think, that we do not idolize the early church. Paul, in that reading today, is writing to the Corinthians. Corinthians, they had more problems than any of all the churches that Paul founded. It's true today, isn't it? The church today is besieged by many problems. It's in our faces. In our faces, open up the front page of the dispatch list, headlines of the dispatch. There seems to be no end to the disheartening stories that we're all hearing that are going on in our church. And I'll be honest, it makes me very, very sad. It does. But our hope, our hope on this feast day and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's far more powerful, far more powerful than any of the evil and any of the problems that besiege our church. And I will also say this, that the Holy Spirit does not just work from the top down. The Holy Spirit is not just going to work through the hierarchy. The Holy Spirit is going to work through the whole church. The Holy Spirit has to work and has to be involved through the whole church to the resolution of its problems, not just the hierarchy. The laity have to be involved at every level. Formation of priests, the overseeing of the abuse scandal, the resolution of transparency, and the emerging financial scandals, and on and on. Pray today that the church may receive a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So on Pentecost, we have a beautiful account of the church being led by the Holy Spirit. And when you look behind the readings today, you see that the church had problems to overcome as well. As I said, the letter to the Corinthians. This takes us to the gospel. And we are reminded that one of the greatest gifts that the Lord conferred to his, to his apostles was the gift of reconciliation and peace to his disciples as he said to them, peace 
be with you. And it is only with the Holy Spirit who makes reconciliation possible. And when we see all these rifts today and all this strife everywhere, we are reminded that the Holy Spirit makes it possible to have peace once again in our church, in our families, in our lives, in our world, only with the Holy Spirit. So on this Feast of Pentecost, ask the Holy Spirit for the gift and gifts that you need. He knows what you need before you ask. And open your hearts to receive these gifts. Trust me, he gives us more than one gift. He pours out his gifts in abundance. And ask the Holy Spirit today how you can best use these gifts that have been given to you and to our church.